0: Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app.
1: We welcome in now, joining us on the Roman guest line, J.P. Flame. You hear him every morning in D.C. with the Junkies. JP, I have not got a copy of your book yet, but I need one. Huge fan, obviously, of you guys. Uh, I want one, and I want one signed. How do I make this happen since I'm new to the area?
2: All you have to do is walk up the steps. You know where
1: we are. Although you would have to wake up early. When you get up? See, that's the thing. See, that's the problem, JP. I get home around, like, midnight because my wife moved me to Maryland, then I'm usually whoa, up until whoa, about. Whoa, You moved your wife to Maryland. I moved my wife to Maryland to Bethesda. So then I get to bed around 3 a.m. and then I wake up. I usually catch you guys later on in the day since you're on TV. Luckily, like 24/7 here in the studio. You guys have your own channel. So the only things that's I watch ridiculous. the Spice Channel and the Junkies Channel is all that's on in my house, JP. So I watch is the you guys. Spice
2: Channel still a thing
1: um you know what i don't know man because now we just have everything right on our phones i don't think it is anymore so so if i get here before let's say 11 a.m tomorrow i could get a signed copy
2: dude i'll get you one i got one to cameron today
1: does cameron have a physical copy today he does he does so let me ask you this question
2: do the exact same thing i leave one for here's the problem i like Like, i want to hook up everybody with books but do you know there's something called the internet, and you can go to stillbarking.com dot com and
1: buy. The See, copy. no, no, I need it. Like <laughs> I still, I don't even like Apple Music, man. Like I need, I still like the the records or the compact discs. I need it, and when it's the no, book he's form, asking
3: you to buy it uh, physically online. So you can oh, you
1: just go buy it to yourself. be shipped. Okay, okay, oh, yeah, he yeah. Picked
2: yeah. up on it. Did you hear there that?
1: You go. I, don't, you I don't read many books. you J- hear that?
3: J J P, get your money, bro.
1: Yeah. I Get don't your money.
3: We can share a copy. How about that?
2: This is going to be the no, first I book I've read. I will, I will drop off more copies. And I don't know if you know this. Cameron is featured pretty prominently in
1: Chapter 12, The Untouchables. Hmm. Chapter
0: 12. And, All right, J- and JP also, Awad a- 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 tells us that he has, uh, the Awad chapter is Chapter 31, our Twitch producer here. Is that true?
2: I don't think it's Chapter 31. That chapter is actually about my mom.
1: Wow. So uh, AWOD is a liar. Make it, here's
2: the problem with AWOD. I gave him a copy of the book. He first turns to like the last couple of pages and I gave him, I will admit it was a bad, there was one or two boxes out of 3000 books. that was a bad batch, which it wasn't even like the book was terrible. It just had blank pages at the end. So the book is over. And then just randomly the printer printed eight blank pages. That's all he focused on. Wow. I'm like, you can read the book. I mean, even Quentin Mayo, yeah. the great Quentin Mayo, the real Quentin Mayo on Twitter.
0: Not the fake one, JP. He
2: actually read a chapter. I did. I saw it.
1: This is going to be the first What's book I've A-Wod read since uh, To
0: Kill a Mockingbird. I would be willing to bet money that Awad hasn't read more than three pages. Oh, no shot. No shot. We don't even know if Awad's actually listening.
3: I don't even know if our listeners care about AWOD. So like, let's talk about some things that maybe our yeah. our <laughs> listeners do listen to or, or care about. Oh,
0: I love AY by the way. Don't Don't let her fool you.
3: I'm not. I'm just I'm just people
0: also love AY. read the book. Trust me. You've been
3: in the business, JP, for a long ass time and radio has changed in ways. Like I feel sort of nostalgic about what old shock jock like sports talk radio was and like hopefully hoping that there's a, a a resurgence of it now. Um, but there was a lot. It was like loose and free. Um, what was the most? I also wasn't born. Ho- hot water you've ever gotten into on air. <laughs> what was that story, and and how did you wriggle out of it?
0: I don't know if we ever got in tr-
3: hot
2: water. Like we never were fine. But let me give you an example of something that we did back in the day. So nowadays, everything is available on the internet. If you want to watch some adult material, it's not hard to find.
3: Right. Well. Spice
2: Pre-Quentin Mayo days, you might have to go to a store with double doors, and you would have to kind of look shady, and you would go behind the double doors, and you'd find some videotapes, right? Right. Well, we decided at one point, men out there, maybe some women, but mostly men, let's be real, that had videotapes, they would get sick of their videotapes. And you know the cliche, one man's trash is Is another another man's man's treasure. treasure. So we held what we call the Great American Porno Swap, oh, and guys would show up, and they would bring, put their tapes into a bin, and then they would put their hands into the bin, a and they would pull out another tape. With plastic boom, gloves on. they had new material. Wow. And we did that contact the content. first year. We didn't know what to expect, and we had about, shocker, 50 dudes show up, and it was a great success. So we moved over to HFS in the mornings, and we're like, well, we should do this big. We'll do it with satellite locations. We had a couple people, and we didn't get in true hot water, although there was coverage of our porno swap in year number two. And eventually the lawyers shut it down because they they realized, and we weren't necessarily thinking about this at the time, and maybe they were right. Hey, you guys can't guarantee that that some of these people swap in tapes. They might have child pornography on there or something oh, like that. Yeah. So like, You guys videos. cannot do that. So we never got in trouble, but they shut it
0: down. JP, um, doing the sh- doing the show with you is is kind of weird because we've already <laughs> talked about. It. I mean, I know this is the pinnacle of your career is doing the show with me on Sundays inside the betting line. So, <laughs> so no, you he told me that. Well, that's no, what he, now th-
2: I made it to Bet MGM tonight.
0: I mean, that's even bigger. Yeah, you you made it to the the Daily Show, so you're welcome. Thank you. I got you here. Um, JP, that was kind of like I did. Uh, this is for people in DC. But for years and
2: years, I did a post-game show for the Washington football team Then the Redskins. It had different names, but it actually was the post-game to the post-game. Like the big boys, uh, back in the day it was Chick Hernandez, but B. Mitch, Brian Mitchell, they would do a show for an hour with, like, locker room coverage. And then I did kind of the JV show, which was on after that. And I finally made it to the big boy set this week, right after the game. Boom. on post-game live with the big boys. So tonight is the big time. I mean, I know we do the weekend show, but this is MGM Tonight
3: tonight
1: jp so i started like when i did morning radio i grew up a huge fan of radio and i was in chicago and it was like man cow i was a big stern fan but i remember i would go to these remotes and you would get like t-shirts and cds and concert tickets then when i got into the business in milwaukee and was doing morning radio like we were lucky if we were like able to give out like t-shirts and even have a remote when did you realize like things were starting to change a little bit in radio wow
2: that's a really good question um, number one, I remember when we first started out, I don't know if there was a glory years of giving away swag. I remember giving away, this is probably before all of your times. I'm sure there was a show on HBO called Arliss. Do you yeah, remember that show? Yeah,
1: that's one of my, I, it's still on the, uh, on demand, man. You can go back and watch them.
2: Okay. Well, it was like a sports agent show. Asian, yeah. We gave away like signed Arliss baseball. Like who would want that? Let's go. <laughs> I mean, I think. Generally speaking, radio is giving away garbage. But there is something amazing about radio listeners. You could say right now, let's say you have a show outline, camera prepared a show outline for you. You run down, right? And you spit into it. You could probably say, we're going to give away the, the, the show outline with my saliva, and a whole people would call in. No, <laughs> You know would. how it is.
1: <laughs>
3: That's crazy. At what point, I mean, obviously this was a buildup uh to you guys having, you know, one of the biggest sports talk radio shows, you know, out there in the country. How, uh, what was the what was the inflection point when you guys knew you were on to something?
2: I mean this may sound a little bit braggadocious.
3: No, I want that.
2: But yeah. we started out, we were different. All right. I'm a fifty one I'm fifty one years old right now. Quinn looks at me and looks at an old man. Yes. But at one point Very in old. our careers, we Extremely were kind old. of young and hip. And when we started out on the weekends, we had never done radio before. Radio station gives us a shot: legendary station in DC, WJFK, Howard Stern in the Morning," Don and Mike," "The Grease Man," G. Gordon Liddy," which is the show that Cameron produced. And we get a shot on the weekends, and we started building some popularity, and then we got a chance to take over on weeknights. And literally within a couple of weeks, you could just feel the buzz. In our very first ratings book, we were number one men, twenty-five to fifty-four. So again, not to sound too braggadocious, it's like
3: didn't take long. We were
2: nobody does that at night. Time, and we were crushing it, and we felt like this is our passion. I was the guy who was chasing a law degree. The other guys were all doing different things, but we found uh, a common purpose. We chased that dream, and we made the most of it, and had fun. And that fun was infectious. You know you know it. When you're having a fun radio show, you know the listeners like it. And that's kind of what has carried us over for 25 years. And just early on, you could feel it. And then when we started doing appearances and people like your show, you kind of felt like you, you had something, like it was going to last a while. I don't know if I thought it was going to last 25 years, but I felt like we had something. That's Cameron. Cameron was our producer for a while.
0: Yeah. We're joined now by J.P. Flame of the Sports Junkies. Just dropped a book. You know what I think you should do on BetMGM tonight? It's been a while. I think I texted him about this. We used to do a segment called Cameron's Clues.
2: I think you should revive that for BetMGM tonight. Now, there was also an idea. Cameron, you need to get on mic. This one was a flop. But he he was big into cards. He was big into like blackjack, and I think we tried to play yeah. blackjack with the listeners on the air. That didn't really go. Over.
1: No, it didn't work very well at all.
2: <laughs> sometimes you got to take a shot. Yeah, something's
0: Right, JP. While writing this book, and now we're looking back at it, I guess now because you've released it, but you're still in the process of releasing it. Was there anything that you maybe learned about the sports junkies that you? didn't realize that you were in the midst of like when you're when you're looking back hindsight is always 2020 something that you realize about what you have already done or maybe want to do in the future with the four of you guys and all the success you've had so far and you guys ask some deep questions yeah this is nothing this is is nothing like our sunday show by the way this is the most (laughs) this is the most serious our show has ever been
2: uh i don't know if i learned that much but what i'd say is you guys know this you do a show every night and when you do a show every day and every night, it's, it's, it's a job. But we actually have really cool jobs. I mean, you your job right now is to watch games and bet on them and talk about betting on games. Yeah, That's a pretty cool job. And so when I wrote the book, I sometimes think about, and it's in one of the early chapters, a big moment in our life was we had to decide if we were going to actually give it a true shot. Radio station gave us an eight-week tryout at night. No contract, nothing. They're like, all right, we want to see if you guys can replace the grease man. Do you want to go for it? $75 a man. Yeah. And we're like, $75? Yeah. Cake's already had a kid and was married, had a full-time job, a 401K. Are we going to go for it? And we went to Jason's house. And we were on the back deck having some beers, and we were like, all right, you know, the M&M line. You got one shot, one opportunity. We had to go for it, right? We had to go for it. We went for it. But there's no way back then we could have predicted 25 years and all the cool things that have happened. And when you work day-to-day, you don't really think about those things. But we've been lucky to become friends with Cal Ripken. The forward for Still Barking, which you can buy at stillbarking.com, is written by Mark Roberts, a rock star who we're friends with. We've been to Super Bowls, Final Fours, and, like, day-to-day, you don't think about it, but we've actually been really, really lucky. And we have a great team behind us. Cameron was part of our team for a while. But we have great producers, Drab and Valdez now. And uh, we've just been really, really lucky. So I, I don't know if that answers your question, Q, but that's what I would say.
3: JP, really quick, because you know how it is with these breaks and, and us the getting outs. with the FCC and the, and the hard outs. I've had some crazy interviews. You mentioned you guys have been friends with athletes and coaches. Who's the worst uh, interaction you've ever had with? <laughs>
2: Well, there's a long list. Like back in the day when we had a little greater edge, probably during the Cameron years, if somebody sucked, we would just hang up on them. We were straight up rude. Like the guests would come on and we'd be like, he's terrible. We would just hang up. I remember we had uh, Paul Stanley who was uh, this from Kiss, the band. I'm dating myself. Yeah. Again, I'm 51 <laughs> years old. We hung up on Paul Stanley. Like really? we would do that sort of thing. And then sometimes guys are nice, but they're just terrible. And there's a countless list I could give you. Um, he was a nice guy, just absolutely no charisma. He was like the anti-Quentin Mayo. Chandler Stevenson was on the Washington Capitals, and we would have him on as a regular guest. And it was like pulling
0: teeth. You know how that is. Yeah. Thank you, wow. JP. Stillbarking.com. You go check out again. his brand new book. That's my dog, JP Flynn. You can also check us out on Inside the Betting Lines, presented by BetMGM every single Sunday. I think he's out next Sunday because he's taking it. A- Are, you- Are you going to Jamaica or something? you taking a-, a vacation coming here soon? Do you want the truth? yes. I'm
2: chasing that paper. I'm doing TV. Oh yeah, you did
0: tell me that. <laughs> 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 JP Flame, thank you so much, big dog. And I'll see you this weekend. Stillbarking dot com. Uh, that book just dropped. He is one of the sports junkies. That's my guy, man. But I've probably gotten the most, the best advice in this past, I'll say, three months or so. It's all come from him. Like after every single show, he takes me outside and we just talk about life and the business after every single show and now to read his book and i'm three chapters four chapters in and reading about like what they used to do back like 25 years ago and he's still getting the bag and still doing what they're doing like it's actually crazy like they started what february 97 bro i was born in may 96 so i was born a year after they actually started and man it it feels good to be beside a legend so that was jp flame joining us here at bet mgm tonight